You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 35. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world. And we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome, Bizak, podcast world, to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 35. Bizak. 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 Oh. <laughs> Fly happenings, bro. Fly. Man, new stuff going around all the time. Just like this outfit, baby. Must be an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> On today's topic, we will be discussing forgiveness. Um, the true beauty and meaning behind forgive- forgiveness. Um, we will be discussing things like what forgiveness means to us, the impacts of being forgiven and forgiving someone, and why forgiveness is important. And a short, I guess, prelude to this is we all, Craig actually came up with the topic today. CC! <laughs> Woo! Oh, you know. About that CC line. We all need a little forgiveness. Get some of that. I think it was a great topic, man, a deep topic, and we all kind of was a, I had to kind of go a little deeper than normal, I think, in the um, preparation for it to come up with some thoughts because it's a pretty um, strong topic. Yeah, I agree. I was like, hey, we should do forgiveness. And I was like, yeah. And I sat down to think about it. I was like thinking, wow, this is uh, this is harder than I thought it would be to kind of focus. And we all know we need it need to give it. But, you know, when you really start di- diving in, it's pretty deep. And there's a lot of different twists and turns it can take. No, I would agree. I mean, I, whenever you threw that out there, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be cakewalk. No big deal. And then whenever I sat down to make a few notes, I was like, okay, I don't really have a blank slate right now. So yeah, it was more difficult than I thought it would be. Yeah, I, I would third that. Um, it was a little bit of a challenge, but I think in a good way. It caused some good self-introspective thought, which we all know hot dog likes to Ooh. go down those roads. I'm so nervous. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But before we dive into the topic, we'll flip it over to you, Johnny Boy, for a little review action. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Here's your review today. It's called Real Talk, and it says, These episodes break down life and give a positive outcome to all episodes. Keep it up, fellas. And that's from underscore unknown underscore. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for the emphasis put on that too, John. <laughs> well, yeah, I just appreciate uh, people taking the time to uh, write us a review. We really appreciate it. It gives us uh, some good feedback and also helps other people who are looking for podcasts, uh, looking for topics and things that may interest them. So we really appreciate it. Keep, uh, keep putting them out. And if you haven't done one yet, We've uh, talked to Apple, and we're going to shut down your availability for the podcast if you do not write one, like, immediately. Some of our listeners take John's comments <laughs> verbatim. Okay. Please do not take that one. Okay, I was just joking. <laughs> but anyway, we would appreciate it if you do uh, yeah, write one. We, we would. Um, all right, guys, let's bebop our way over to the Would You Rather, Beepity pop. which I had this week. 
All right, let's do it. <laughs> it's kind of a simple one. Let's see what we got here. Hmm. And it is. looking at me first. I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't know where we're going to go here. Would you rather be a cow or be a chicken? Hmm. Go ahead, John. Hmm. Would I rather be a cow? What country? I feel like I made you think at least on this one. Well, I need to know where we're going to be because be... in some areas they worship cows. It's a pretty important animal. That's a good point. That might be a better place to uh, be a cow. <laughs> you know, they, they think they're right here in good old Louisiana. What's the end game? Like, like are we going to end up in the grocery store? <laughs> like. I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know, am I going to live the rest of my life as a cow or a chicken? Or is it like, hey, I'm living until it's time to be on my, Steve's plate? <laughs> I think it's I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat it, bro. Not a cow as a pet. It's in its normal thing. But I don't know. Oh. Maybe part of this thing is you feel like you're better off being a cow and you're going to run away and survive on your own. There's some know. options. There's some options. There's options. I feel like a lot of cows would do that. They're like, you know what? I got to break out of here before somebody eats me. And then they're running the highway. Yeah, you can get see that. Over. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go with, I, w- I think I would go as a chicken. I knew John was going to take chicken. I would that go would as a chicken. Guess. For one, I think I could be chicken a dance. little bit more agile. I could do a chicken dance, that's true. <laughs> um, if I got tired, didn't want to walk around, I could climb on uh, the cow's back and get a free ride around. Um, also, the potential of being able to fly, um, that would be pretty neat. Um, not looking forward to laying eggs. I'll say that, tell you that much. <laughs> so I'd be a chicken. Hopefully not make it to Chick-fil-A. Make it to Craig's plate. Mm. I might make it to Craig's plate. I'm on that chicken salad from Prime. That's awesome. Don't Uh-oh. eat me, bro. <laughs> Man. You know, it's funny. I'm sitting there thinking, and actually, <clears throat> while a cow may be a little more resilient, um, God, I might go with chicken as well. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, usually there's a chicken coop, and like if it's raining, you can go in your little hut and just hang. And cows, they just sit out there, rain, shine, snow, and just get beat down with the weather. I don't know. You're munching all day. It's kind of cool, but chickens, you can kind of run around, hop off your little building, jump on a cow's back, like you said. <laughs> Maybe get a little leap and hop over the fence. Of course, the predators would eat you more likely than a cow, but... I'll lean towards the chicken. Just seems like it'd be a lot of action. Everybody's kind of running around doing their thing, cutting up. Cows kind of can be loners out there munching on their grass. But I could justify both. I'm going chicken. I'm going to stand firm. Chicken. All right. I'm going to be the outlier. Yes. Going cow. Man, I figured you were going to be a chicken for sure. You'd be like, what's up with these frisky um, roosters? <laughs> <laughs> Reason being, I do think the life of a chicken would be pretty cool. First off, you're in the coop. It could get broken into by some type of predator i feel like the cow can fend for itself in some way but really it's not because of that i'm a pretty simple person some of the people i don't know if the people in the room know this but one of my favorite things to do is to drive south of town no i'm aware oh yeah watch the sunset and stare at the cows yeah but Just, you like to see the cows and the birds sitting on them and all that I, yeah, oh, yeah like exactly. a bird on a cow it's one of my sayings I'd be the chicken on the cow i heard that and i was like <laughs> i don't know how many times i've really seen a chicken sit on a cow but hey I've seen it. It is something about with those like white birds sitting on the cow, yeah, the cows yeah. out there grazing. Yes, I agree. The elements of the weather would be something, but it's a real simplistic way. Just kind of meandering about the day as if time is really not yeah. even moving for those cows. 
personally, why I like to go out there. It's not saying I want to be a cow, but chicken would be good because I, I do like to be bop around all over the place, and I see that kind of as the chickens. But I would go with the cow from the nice little simplistic standpoint of having the bird on my back, catching a little grass, moving from pasture to pasture, I guess, when they yeah. herd us along. Have you thought about the uh, digestive implications of your decision? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, cows have a different stomach than we do, and they tend to regurgitate things and re, you know, eat their throw up all the time, and it takes them a while to get it down. Well, now that you've enlightened us with that, I'm still going <laughs> to stick with the cow. No. Okay. Where's the beef? Cece and I run around eating bugs and worms and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, okay. Just wanted to see if that would sway you any. That's no, good, man. I can see that. That's cool. I still like the, the, the contemplative life of a cow. Yeah, the simplicity of it, man. I'd be coming up and pecking you on the ankle. You would, dude. <laughs> and I would be forgiving you every time. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's hop into the topic. I thought that would be good. A little simplicity for us. Um, I'll make it easy for Allie to post, too. <laughs> All right. What about some general thoughts on forgiveness? You know, I think everybody, it doesn't really matter who you are, in my opinion. I think at some point in time, you're going to inflict some kind of pain, some kind of injury on somebody else. Uh, And the same thing is true. You're going to have things that are inflicted on you, whether that be physical, emotional, spiritual. Um, And then at that point, then what do you do? Where do you go from there? Do you carry around that burden? Do you carry around those injuries hurts pain suffering or do you set them free and uh return to your your place of peace or hopefully you were beforehand um so it's definitely something that in um humanity we deal on a daily basis and i think it's it's really important for uh society to function yeah i'm with steve it's like when i was reflecting on forgiveness i was thinking of just the different how forgiveness is alive in my life. <clears throat> so there's times when I need to be forgiven. Um, there's times when I need to forgive others. And then, of course, times when we need to forgive ourselves. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of reflected on each of those, just trying to think about times in my life where each one of those was um, was real for me. Some of them were more real for me more often than others. Uh, so it was uh, that's what came to mind during forgiveness. And I think, like Steve said, addressing those times when you have to forgive be forgiven or forgive yourself um uh just the the benefits that come from that and the healing i'm sure we'll talk about a lot of that uh is something to be discussed yeah you know the first thing that came to my mind with this is man it's a hard act i feel like on probably all three levels you could talk about um i guess like the flesh side the selfish side comes up with sometimes someone's hurt us and we've had to forgive them I think it's a really easy thing to say you forgive someone, but to act it, show your actions that you really do, or to truly feel it within, I think is a hard thing. I think coinciding with that when someone forgives you to actually truly feel forgiven by that person, like there's still not a grudge above you or a cloud above you, and then to be able to truly forgive yourself is another hard thing to where you don't belabor it, you know, beat yourself down over and over again about it. Uh, seek that forgiveness from God, fill it within yourself, and be able to move on um, with whatever that um, action was that happened in your life. So the, truly, the first thing when I think it's a it's a wonderful thing when you can get to the point of complete forgiveness, but actually being able to get to that point on something that's been significant in your life, 
I find it to be something that's for me personally is difficult to do um, because you can't necessarily force it. Yeah, you got several different avenues that we've all kind of touched on a little bit. First, you know, the first one being you injure someone and you seek forgiveness from them. You know, that's not an easy thing to do, but uh, I think overall it's probably the easiest of uh, the examples that I'm going to talk about today. So I injure Craig Cream and I seek forgiveness for, for him for whatever I've done. I'm sure it's probably something pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) but anyway once I seek that forgiveness I feel like that that burden is is unloaded to to some extent whether or not uh, CC decides to forgive me or not I've at least tried to make amends for you know that wrongdoing or that injury that I've uh, inflicted on him so to me I think that's the easiest of uh, the ones that I want to talk about what do you think I think that it is easy if you mean it, because there's that old saying, and y'all probably know this more too with kids, but it doesn't just happen with kids, it happens with adults, any of us. Um, I mean, I find myself all the time when I bebop over to confession, I say the same sin. Not to say it, I'm back in there saying the same thing again, um, but it's hard, you know, you can be forgiven, seek forgiveness for somebody, but you gotta be willing to, to not make the mistake again. And I think that is something that is a difficult thing to, to do, I agree with you, John, even if that's a cool point, I didn't even write that down, that if someone does, they may not forgive you, but it does help you, you're taking the right step to be able to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm sorry, do you forgive me, et cetera, but behind I'm sorry, you gotta really mean what you're saying. You're right, and you know, Steve mentioned burden, and you mentioned you know, confession, it's sort of like, when you're not in the place of forgiveness, and you're in the place of uh, resent, regret, sadness, and that's not a real happy place. Mm-hmm. So the gift of forgiveness, you know, if you're asking for it or giving it, it's really, it's about having a happier life, um, whether we need to forgive or be forgiven. Um, there's a quote, and I know you guys are gonna have it. I haven't even looked at your notes. Um, I don't know if I should drop this now or save it for later. But Go ahead, CC. Let it rip. All right, so there's this quote by this guy named Lewis Smeeds. I just saw this, and it says, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you're the one who's kind of chained by this this heaviness, and so the ability to forgive um, or ask for forgiveness is really about freeing yourself, you know, from that burden, that heaviness. You know, that's interesting. I I didn't have that particular quote uh, written down from that person, but I did have something written down from a um, song that I enjoy listening to by Matthew West called mm. Forgiveness. And one of the, there's a bunch, the whole song is very good, by the way. So if you haven't heard it, I would suggest you go take a look at it. Uh, But one of the final lines in the um, song says, the prisoner, it really freezes you. So it goes right Uh, along with almost a direct quote of what you just said. So that's awesome. That is pretty interesting. Yeah, I've definitely heard similar things to that. And I think that is a, a true thing. And I think in either of the situations, the act of love or and or you see humility involved and you know if you're the person asking for forgiveness or if someone's asking you and and it's truly meant i think you can see a true form of someone you know when we fail having to humble ourselves which is um something that's a pretty a pretty neat moving experience if you when you experience that or see someone else experience it along the way yeah and you know the first um, scenario that I gave was, you know, seeking forgiveness from someone else. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is 
you know, somebody injured me and they seek forgiveness for me. So that in itself is a process, I think, that, uh, that requires us to acknowledge the wrongdoing and acknowledge the injury, the pain, the suffering that we may have uh, been involved in, accepting that and choosing to move past it and move forward and uh, leave those things behind. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. Some of them, some situations are certainly a lot easier than others, but, uh, you know, that process and the scenarios that I've given so far, I think is the more difficult one for most of us. Yeah, it was interesting. I saw St. Augustine had a not a quote, but something he had said, and it was that forgiveness um, is what happens when we surrender our natural desire for revenge. So, like you've been you've been wronged, and like mm-hmm. that gut instinct is you kind of want to seek revenge or even want that other person to have a negative thing. But in other words, at the point we stop wanting to hurt someone for having hurt us, then we've forgiven them. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that was kind of con- contemplated. I was just thinking about that. It was different. You know. Yeah, I would hop on that a little bit. Um, Both of those things. I do think it is difficult to do that, um, as I kind of mentioned early on, John. And with Craig, I think those are some great points made by St. Augustine there. I think personally, in certain instances, if someone's asking for forgiveness and it's something that you've maybe been in a similar situation, it's kind of easy. You can understand. You can put yourselves in their shoes. I think if it's something where you do feel wronged and you want to hold a grudge or you want that person to suffer, the flesh side of us is going to come out and say, man, I want them to have their day in the sun. Like, uh, not the, not the best way to think, but I think we're all human and we all have that. I mean, I myself have, I've been in situations where I've, I've forgiven people. Um, and one of which took me a long time to go through, um, years ago. And it was something that I didn't want to at first. Absolutely not something that, over time then I wanted to and I prayed about it but like I still like was harboring that and it took um an act between myself and this guy that um out of both of our controls to lead us to the same place at the same time and it just kind of happened over time and I was asking God to help me help me be able to see this person in a different light help me to be able to forgive them and it took a long time, but when it eventually happened, it was awesome. It wasn't forced. It wasn't whatever, but it was a very difficult process, as John alluded to. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying I don't think you can exactly force it. I'm someone who, generally speaking, if someone says I'm sorry, I'm going to believe it, move on, no big deal, I'm not going to think about it. It's very rare that I, I came into an instance like that uh, with this fellow a while back, and it was something that it really did. It took me a long time to go through that process. CC, um, how many times should you forgive? So I think the, the magic number, or at least the number of times that I think Matt asked for your forgiveness is 70 <laughs> times seven. That's I true. He, John should, he, sh- he should be asking for my forgiveness. You're right. You got that right. <laughs> Craig, where are, are you? Are you asking for Matt's forgiveness 70 <laughs> times seven? <laughs> I prefer that way much better. I know. I'm just messing. <laughs> That's okay. It's the opposite. I'm <laughs> sure. There you go, Craig. Try I'm done teasing. Yourself there. No, um... I, I think that is true, John. The, the, what is the number? Is it 70 times 77? Is it 70 times 7? 70 times 7. 70 times 7 times. 70 times 7. Yeah. Awesome. You know, another example that I want to bring up is, you know, we talked about person-to-person interaction, whether you're injured or somebody else injures you to that extent. But I think even more difficult than, the, than those examples, um, I think a lot of people struggle with 
forgiving themselves um, for something they may have done to someone else, even though they may have been able to seek forgiveness from that person, they still struggle with letting go um, with the pain and suffering that they may have been involved in, whether that be addiction, um, you know, a lot of different things like that. I just think, and I've had discussions with a bunch of people who have, you know, that, that seems to ring true with uh, a lot of people that, you know, they really struggle forgiving themselves and letting go from some some of the things that they may have struggled with. What do y'all think? It's interesting because um, everybody screws up, even no matter how good you are. Even nobody's perfect, Craig Green. Even Craig oh, Green. Nobody's perfect. Sweet. Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. I know. It's crazy. And I got Hard some to in, believe. I got some insights on that. No, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I took some notes. I was just reading some things on forgiveness and took some notes. This was kind of insightful. You know, there's a, a they talk about a great danger that comes from allowing what we do wrong to define who we are. Mm-hmm. And so if someone hurts me and I let what they do define who they are, then all I do is see them for their actions, the bad thing they did to me. And the action's always wrong, so it always hurts. So the person's always wrong and always hurts, and I can't forgive them. You know what I mean? It's like that, that self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, if someone hurts me and I see them as they really are, then I'll just see that they're another person like myself, you know, trying to be the best version of himself. And I can see his action was wrong and it hurt me, but I also... See, we're on the same journey, and I've made a lot of the same mistakes this person's made. You mm-hmm. know, so you're kind of putting yourself in their shoes. And I see that the best version of myself is forgiving and freeing them from the burden of bitterness. And when I see these things rightly, I can forgive what they have done because of who he is and who I am. And in the same way, if I do something wrong and I let what I've done define who I am, then all I see is my failures. So I'm just focusing on, like, I'm horrible, I'm bad, I keep doing this thing, I keep... You know, I got to repent the same sin. Da da da. Um, so the action's always wrong. It always falls short of who I am, and so I'm wrong, and I fall short, and I can't forgive myself. And so, I think it's just seeing it the other way um, and knowing that you can be forgiven. Um, it doesn't mean that you don't necessarily feel the pain anymore. Um, going back to old Steve, Catechism of the Catholic Church. Oh! Found this little quote. Found this little quote. It's kind of cool. That's what I'm talking about. Um, it is not in our power not to feel or to forget an offense, but the heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit turns injury into compassion and purifies the memory in transforming the hurt into intercession. So it's like the whole I forgive. You know, you might not forget, but you can. Your heart can forgive, and it kind of helps that healing process. Cece, I think that's some some pretty strong stuff. And what I got out of a lot of that is it's an opportunity, opportunity for yourself, opportunity for the other person. Again, back to yourself. If it's something that you were trying to forgive yourself for opportunity for growth, opportunity to become closer to God, opportunity to become closer to that other person. A lot of times, if you can get through something like that and mend the fences with somebody, and that could even be between yourself and God too, for something mm-hmm. you, you feel, you know, you haven't used your gifts or talents to your right ability, or you've, going down a path you wish you wouldn't have gone down, it's really a truly an opportunity to become closer to that person. Um, and I think that that's a pretty neat thing versus it can tear you apart. You can go in direct opposite directions. You can harbor the burden. You can have it hanging over with you. I mean, there's some people I, I, I know and have heard stories that, and look, I'm not in the shoes, so I, I can't judge it or speak for it. Again, I've spoken about my own troubles with the situation at times, but you don't want to get all the way to the end and then be like, man, I'm sorry. You know, when it comes to those days, and because you don't know, old snap of the finger when the last day is going to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a good opportunity to mend those fences, um, 
regain that relationship and actually maybe even take the relationship to a further level. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, having those relationships too can make um, the forgiveness process easier, whether you can find somebody who's been hurt like you've been hurt or you can help lift each other up. I think, uh, you know, I'll refer to the Acts um, retreat that we all served on. Uh, there's this uh, comment about God wants to purify you, not only for your sake, but for the sake of those you will lead to him. And so he's going to be able to use you through your past to reach others and heal them, uh, heal those who are going through same difficulties. And I think on that retreat, a big part of it is a lot of guys, at least in women, depending on if you're going to men or women's retreat, sharing their, their failures and their past and their hurts and hearing their resurrection story and their stories of forgiveness. And then somebody out there is going, Oh my gosh, I've been there. I know it, that, you know, they can kind of see the path. It's like, you're helping somebody, you know, kind of cross the, the rough waters because you've crossed them before and you're just offering. So I think that, um, it helps us become the best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Um, absolutely. Best version of yourself. That's good stuff. Good dude. for our mental health, our physical health, our mm-hmm. spiritual health and relationships. Cause if, um, I've seen there's so much to offer. Yes, yeah, see, you know, whenever you're talking about the uh, the information from the catechism, it was pretty much in line with uh, a quote that I had written down for today, and it says, forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a commitment. It is a choice to show mercy, kind of what you talked about, not to hold the offense up against the offender. Forgiveness is an expression of love. And that quote is by Gary Chapman. Uh, I know we've talked about some of these other mm-hmm. works that he's done. Uh, he wrote the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got some very good stuff coming from that guy. And it went along right along with what you were talking about earlier. But to the next point, you know, it's true. Harboring those negative feelings, uh, it takes a big toll physically, mentally, um, it can take a toll on a relationship. If you still are in a relationship with this individual. So, yeah, if you can unload those burdens and get rid of all that resentment, um, it makes for a healthier future. Absolutely. It's funny, before we got started today, um, one of our friends and uh, Matt's colleagues, Justin, JB, mm-hmm. came JB. in. JB. We made a comment about doing forgiveness, and he mentioned about you know his wife. You know, I got a wife who puts up with me, and it's it got me thinking. You really shout out to Autumn. We, we joke about forgiving each other, but I feel like with like say like your girlfriends, your guy friends. I mean, we're all buddies. We're not gonna. I mean, I can't imagine intentionally ever hurting any of my friends. But it's funny how we seem to need the forgiveness most from those that we're closest to. So like mm-hmm. a spouse or a family member, the people that that you trust the most and you let your guard down, you kind of take their love for granted. So you can, you get away with these jabs. You kind of take out your angers and frustrations on them. And I'll, you know, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, I know we joke about, you know, everything's great, but my wife, you know, she puts up with a lot, you know, cause we all go through stuff and I'll, I'll sit there and just, you know, let her have it uh, as far as my emotions and just kind of being maybe not the nicest I can be, or, you know, we take it for granted. They're always going to be there, right. They're not going to be able to leave. And, um, you know, I think sometimes those closest to us are the ones that we really need to ask forgiveness for and, and check ourselves because they're you know, our biggest support system. Yeah, I've always heard that line. You hurt those you love the most. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a true thing. And, and I wanted to pop out a little a little quote here. I didn't have as many as y'all got going today. It doesn't appear, but from old Gandhi. Oh, oh Gandhi. <laughs> What's his first name? And that is forgiveness is choosing to love. It's the first skill of self-giving love. And then that led me over to a little John 416 action. Hmm. God is love. Are you writing down what I say? What are you talking about here? 
Oh, you don't want to awesome. claim. You don't want to claim that as your name. You know, <laughs> me and your mama, we still holding strong in the by IRS collectors or whoever the heck's calling them. But I really think it is that's a true thing, and it hit me pretty hard when I was doing my own thoughts, notes on it, looking up some stuff. I, it stuck out to me like a sore thumb because I haven't really. I don't really look at it as a loving act or I probably have it in my head. I'm more just like, I'm trying to get past this. Don't want to harbor this if I'm forgiving somebody or going through the humbling myself to ask for forgiveness in certain situations. But I think it's pretty cool to look at it. It's choosing to love that person Mm -hmm. for whatever way. If we're going to try to be, you know, stand up to the plate and own our faults and, and, you know, ask for forgiveness on something or if someone's going to do that in return to us, I think it is an act of, of choosing to love that person. You care enough about them that you're going to say, you're not going to say, hey, forget that. And it's like you're saying, correct? Sometimes we do. We hurt the people we love the most. Or if it's someone we don't even, aren't that close to, it, it is still a showing of love. And I think that that was, that was really powerful to me. What do you think about that, Johnny Boy? No, I agree. Um, it is an expression of love. Uh, it may be um, a little different than what you would ordinarily think about uh, when you're thinking about a loving act. Um, but it is something that, you know, will benefit the person who is seeking it, but also yourself. Like we talked about, there are consequences for harboring these things. So if you love yourself and you're supposed to, you should, you should, uh, value your own life, uh, health, well-being. Um, you should love yourself enough to, uh, work through whatever needs to be done to put you in a better place. Absolutely. And the only other quote I wrote. I think it's worth sharing here. Hebrews 8.12. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. I think that's pretty cool that when we ask for forgiveness from the Lord, He will forgive us and not remember. But I feel like us down here, <laughs> it's kind of hard not to remember it. It's, it's, it. You can, I think, go through the act of forgiveness, but it's hard not to erase something. I was once told by somebody, it was pretty cool a long time ago, hey, be careful what you say to somebody because... When you got it inside, it's there. But when you say it, it's out there. Uh, and yeah. you can never take it back. And then when it goes to that other person, it's boom, it's in their head. And maybe by happenstance, they forget it. But you can't, you can't control them forgetting it. You can't control that going out of their head. It is there. So that is not, not within your control to do. But you do have the control of what you're going to say or how you're going to act to somebody, which I think is a really powerful thing as well. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great thing to think about whenever you're going to post something on social media also. And once you put those things out there, uh, whether you delete it or not, <laughs> or you try to delete it, they're out there um, permanently. So, um, I knew there was a reason you have this social media ghost of John, but nothing <laughs> going on. You just can't control what you might put out there, huh? You never know. You never know. <laughs> so I'm not an outlier. It seems but, like the more we... Uh, oh, you are. <laughs> In your own oh. special way. Oh man, y'all are awesome. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's like so going back to your thing on love, if you um if you spend your life trying to love and put out love, then it you know, it's it's one of those things where like you mentioned, you say something you can't take it back and those words may come back to haunt that person that over and over and over. Um, you know, loving yourself, loving others, you know, seems like it is the ticket to you know, not having to be forgiven as often or ask for forgiveness. Yeah, and I think if you're seeing, again, a lot easier said than done, um, but it's something I truly believe. You know, God is in all of us. We're all created in the image and likeness of of God. And if you try to 
to look at that person and think about what you're saying before you're going to say it, which again, hard to do if you're amped up or, um, you know, really passionate about something, it's hard to do. But if you do, and you look at it in that light, like you're saying, Craig, a lot of times you, you're not going to find yourself in that situation of having to ask for forgiveness as often, um, and treating that person the way that they should be, want to be treated and you would want to be treated as well. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, you know, saying things and having them be out there, uh, makes me think back to a book I know I've shared with you. I'm not sure if Craig Cream has read it before, mm-hmm. but Wild at Heart. Great book. Deep read. Great book. Uh, but one of the things in there is, you know, a lot of times um, people are hurt whenever they're young by some action or some mm-hmm. type of uh, negative connotation that they get from a parent um, or someone else, and that sticks with them for a long period of time and may, maybe can be a very big disability for them unless they can work past that and move forward. I don't know if you remember that part of the book, but that's what I do. popped in my head whenever you brought that up. That's a great book. I, I'm surprised, CC, that John hasn't sent you one via he the mail. Yes, I oh. think I've got it. <laughs> yeah, I do. It's, it's on the list with all American It's morning. actually in the top drawer of my <laughs> nightstand. It's in the it's top close. drawer of my nightstand, and I got started, and then like time passed. I need to start over because I don't like to not read a book like consistently. Yeah, I feel you on that. And so, yes, it's on, there's a couple books on my, my top of my nightstand. And so, yes, I'm going to read it. Ooh, I am. I'm on a nightstand. And, and actually, uh, speaking of books and forgiveness, our old boy C.S. Lewis. All right. Letters, yeah, great. Part of our giveaway mm-hmm. not too long ago. Yeah. Um, he had a quote I thought was really good. Um, it said, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Mm-hmm. So mirroring Word. God, I mean, that's, that's pretty good solid. Stuff. I like Very that. good stuff. So that's a great book too. Um, I know we, we we shout out a lot of books here. Uh, a good recommendation. I really like that book. Well, since you're talking about books, I've got another one on forgiveness that I want to bring up, um, and it's called "Forgiveness Is a Choice" by Robert um, Enright. Robert Enright. Um, oh, Bob. It's a scientific method of working through anger, aggression, past hurt, in order to get through the forgiveness process. Uh, it's a pretty deep read, but there's awesome. a lot of great insight into it. If uh, any of our listeners are looking for something specifically for this subject, um, I read that a number of years ago, and it was very good, very insightful. Steve, in light of uh, <laughs> Matt's forgiveness and love, I have a quote from somebody you'll have to guess. It's a singer. All right, John, fine. Leave time to put your money where your mouth is. I'm guessing it's not Matthew West. I already threw that one out. Here we go. This is not not too hard. Maybe it is. Maybe not. Don Henley. And I'm not going to sing it because that would give it away. (laughs) (laughs) I know how much I want me to sing this. But anyway, (laughs) please forgive me. I know not what I do. Please forgive me. I can't stop loving you. Oh man, Please Cece. forgive me. Yeah, that was song too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who is it? Who is it? I can hear it. Kind of a raspy voice. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to get it. Tell me who it Next is. Next two words. Next two lines. Don't deny me this pain I'm going through. Dude. Please forgive me if I need you like Rub I do. Rub it in, Craig. So yes. God doesn't know. He's finally having to <laughs> I can, walk the I walk. I definitely here. heard the song. I could definitely hear it yeah, playing in my song. head, but I'm not going to get the name of it. Brian Adams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good for you, Craig. Hey, Way to give John a dose of his own medicine, man. We got him. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to come out with uh, the Don Henley song. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys, it's been awesome today. I uh, hope everybody out there can 
forgive and be forgiven. Um, I want to know if either one of y'all have a hit the gas or pump the brakes this week. How about Matt? Blasting the gas. Come on, Matt. What you, <laughs> oh. Blasting the gas. What you, what you got, brother? We have had video day with this topic, so we're just going to keep it going. Okay, look. Blast the gas. I I think. Th- we might need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> Low-hanging fruit for John. Pedal to the metal. So, we all know I read the book, The Miracle Morning, which I got for CC. Yes. That's two on his friends and two books I have to work on. <laughs> Look at y'all, book a month here. So um, in doing that, it really did. It took me off on a a nice little journey about six weeks ago, long story short, into some changes around my waking up. And now I've delved into, along with getting up in the early hour, to uh, more healthy eating habits. You heard about the green tea. Yeah, we've heard about the green tea. And I've actually had a couple hollers at that so far. So it's been great. Um, And now we've moved into some kombucha. (laughs) Kombucha. Kombucha. (laughs) We motored our way over to that, um, taking some different vitamins. So I think that along with the running, I mean, it's been a whole new regimen over here, and I think I've made it to now a while. John and I were talking about what it takes to make a habit, one of our previous episodes out Mm -hmm. there. A little holler at that, because, John, you've hopped in some Miracle Morning Action. Long story short, Hot Dog over here is rolling along with these new life changes, and I'm proud of, and I've learned some from Craig as I tend to do all the time. He's he's already up on some of this stuff, even though John and I want you to get on the Miracle Morning routine oh, with us, man. Um, John, you've started it recently, so I wanted to to tell you I'm proud of you. I think you're doing good waking up early in the morning. I'm trying to be your accountability partner, even though you want to exchange, but that's <laughs> typical. Hot Dog is just going to bear that burden for us. What what you think about it so far, buddy? Have you had any miracles in your morning? <laughs> yes, I have. So far, I've had a miracle every morning. He wakes yes. up. That's... I get up in the morning. I go start the coffee, I get coffee ready, and then I get a couple of minutes with my wife before she leaves to go to work. So that's been a huge miracle every morning that You're I get welcome. to do. You're <laughs> welcome. Nice. No snooze buttons? I know. that's. Um, a... I don't think I've hit the snooze yet. You know, I've had a rough couple of days. Uh, like I told you yesterday, um, the baby woke up at four, and then he woke up tiny, and I was up for about... Most of that from 4 to 4.35 o'clock, and then 6 o'clock is when my alarm uh, goes off. But I got popped right up, and last night I had difficulty sleeping too, so I woke up twice during he's the so night excited thinking it was time for me to get up and, <laughs> yeah, he's so excited. and go, oh, that's awesome. go have my few-minute dates with my wife in the morning. Um, so I don't know. I'm just hoping I can get my sleeping down. But it's interesting, CC. I'm reading this book, and... Uh, they have a lot of good stuff in there. And so far, I've come up with about six to eight things that were pretty much direct quotes what we've said. You would yeah, think we were ripping this guy off. Really? You think we would have gotten this all from the guy, but I only got on this thing a few weeks ago. Wow. Direct quotes of things that we've said. I'll send it to Hot Dog. I'm like, this, we've already talked exactly on this. This is amazing. That's awesome. And you know what I have to tell John? Man, you're not even listening to us, but you can listen to Hal. <laughs> so maybe our book will be Miracle Life. <laughs> but only thing we need next is cc to get on this train i am proud of you john to be dead honest with you you have uh, been pushing through on some different circumstances that i do not have with kids etc and i'm proud of you and if we can get craig on this the next thing you know we'll be shooting the podcast at like 5 30 a.m <laughs> well i was gonna say so if my day if my day starts at 5 15 for work how much more of a miracle <laughs> will it take to get me up at 4 30 is that is it more morning than it already is or how does that work 
It well, could be as little as six minutes. So Yeah, oh, you okay. can dumb it down on those Monday, Wednesday shot days when you're shooting up the peeps. Okay. Look, dumb it down to just a few minutes. But on the Friday, Craig's devotional to Craig time. A <laughs> <laughs> devotional to Craig time. That was a good one. You, you can blow that up to, for like two hours. Make no excuses, huh? Time. That's right. I mean, shoot, I now consider sleeping in to be like seven o'clock on the weekends. Yeah. It's great. It's a totally different vibe. That's awesome. You know, I think a lot of people are looking for ways to extend the time that uh, you have, and it's definitely one way that you can do it. You know, right now I'm getting up about 45 minutes earlier mm-hmm. than I normally do, uh, and it definitely feels different. I mean, the days feel longer. You can feel um, it feels like there's more to the day for sure. Well, I think lastly to add into it, it gives you the personal time with yourself before you run into work and you got people asking you a bunch of questions or Maybe in the instance of family needing or you get home and you're tired at the end of the day, it's hard to do. But if you're if you take that personal time in the morning, I I have personally noticed my days are totally different, man. That's awesome. It's almost like you're living more of your life, right? You mm-hmm. you're more alive more hours during the day. And there's all those things we always say, we don't have time for this, don't have time for that. So I can totally see the value in probably more time for prayer, exercise, all those things that make us fulfilled and make us a better version of ourselves. Outlier, baby. <laughs> all right, guys, we appreciate everyone tuning in with us today. Uh, we'll leave you with a little action from Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. Uh, we do appreciate our listeners. Uh, means a lot to us that, that people are, are still listening and have been along for the journey. Absolutely. And until next time, we'll catch you later. I Hey y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect time. Shining, nothing more.